Hello, and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, lots of crime, with Kaylin and Elena. Hi there. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's almost Christmas. It, oh, yeah, you're right. It is almost Christmas. I'm getting super excited. I have not decorated yet because I'm a slacker and I'm like the worst about that, but I have bought my own body weight in German goodies, and so I'm super excited. Ooh. Yeah. I am not doing Christmas presents for anybody but my kid this year. You know what? I'm so, kind of down with that. Like, I just, like, because people are always like, well, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I have everything. Like, we live, honestly, I, it's so different. Right. And I just feel like when I want something, I usually buy it or I just go without it. Right. <laughs> And then, you know? Right. And my parents asked me the other day, like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I had to sit there and I thought about it for a while. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I mean, I got a gun for Christmas last year. So I'm, I'm asking, I asked him for a save for it. Oh, that's a good idea. So, but I yeah. want one of those like fingerprint ones so that my kid Ooh, can't get into it. Really nice. So, cause yeah. my gun is currently being hidden around my house, which is, I wanted it. For one, to be able to go out and go shooting and stuff, but also for like home protection. Right. And with it being up in a way and hidden, it kind of does me no good if somebody right. were to like break into my house. Because you're like, where did I hide it? At? <laughs> well, that is. <laughs> Hold like a... on. Don't break it until I find my gun. Right. Like, give me a second yeah. to, to get it out of its spot, <laughs> please. <laughs> that is hysterical. But so. yeah, well, because my plan was to make. Christmas gifts for my family. Oh, uh -huh. everybody was gonna get the same thing, and then I was like, "No." Yeah. I started it, and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna have everybody's done by Christmas." <laughs> so I'm like, "Nobody's I, getting anything." Can we discuss what you were gonna make, or is um, it something you want to keep secret? I was gonna you... do well. So what I've made so far, I'm sending with the man to his parents, uh -huh. and I was like, "Here, give them this." Okay. But I made um, a couple of pillows. Nice. And then I made some pot holders. Oh, sweet. So I think I mentioned, I don't, I think I mentioned on here before that I've become obsessed with commonplace books. So I don't know if I did or not, but anyway, look them up. They're amazing. They're just like the coolest thing. They date back to like the Renaissance, possibly even a little bit into the middle ages. They're super cool. So there's a ton of different ways to do them. I just, I like things like that. So um, I got a book for each of my boys and I'm putting some things in it to start their own commonplace book. And then that's going to be part of it. But they're getting other stuff too. But that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure most of what my kid's getting is he's become an independent five year old of and course. he wants to do everything himself. Mm -hmm. Including buying things himself. Oh, all right. So then. gift cards. He loves them because they're his. He can spend his own money. And so we're. I think I'm doing Build-A-Bear this year so he can go in. Because he's gotten Build-A-Bears before, but uh -huh. he's never gone in and like made them himself. Aww. So I think that's what he's going to get as a gift card so that he can go in and make his own Build-A-Bear. That'll be fun. Because he is all about the doing everything himself. Yes, yes. So I love that though. That's so much fun. All right. So this week we are headed to. Oh, oh wait oh, a minute. Wait. Before wait. we get into our cases yes. this week, we have an update. Um, here in Mountain Home. Yes. We had someone arrested, and I don't know who he is. Yeah, you sent me that, right? Right. I saw it. It had gotten posted on our ransom right. waves or something like that. Somebody here in town got arrested, and he is being charged with lewd conduct with a child under sixteen. Yes. Statutory rape. 
And this is this is the kicker of it. Yes. Utilizing a person under 18 years old for prostitution. I don't even know. What the fuck? I don't even know. Well, so when I saw this post, I went and I read the comments and clear there's Obviously, a lot of people in town that know who he is. I have okay. no idea who he yeah, is. Yeah, he didn't look familiar to me. Mm-hmm. The name didn't ring a bell. But, no. you know, you, and at the high school, I feel like I at least kind of, sort of, like, at least there's usually, like, a glimmer. Do you know what I mean? Right. But I don't, yeah, I don't know what any of this is. But so. from what I read on the comments, there were, there one of the first ladies that commented on it, was, she had said something about how he had raped her daughter a few years ago. And oh my god, there were people that was like, everybody knows that he's a chomo, blah blah blah. I'm like, what? Wow. The fuck? But I have to say, I mean, and I have to be careful here because I'm walking a very fine line. But things that happen when people are minors and the stuff that they're allowed to still walk the streets for and the halls of the high school for. Make, will make your stomach turn. Oh, and I that's know. all I'm going to say. I don't want, I can't get into it anymore. But um, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Uh, so. Was there anything else that we saw, we saw happen? Well, week? there was the update with um, the dude out of Utah that murdered his wife. Oh, yes. Joshua Powell. Yes. And that there were some weird stops he made here in Idaho. Uh-huh. And that's come out and people, because they've never found Susan Powell's body, correct? No. And I'm wondering if that's not, you know, if they're not thinking, hey, maybe these are dump sites. But all they said was that he was being tracked at the time. Uh He was already a suspect and that this new stuff has come out in the Twin Falls, Burley area. He made these two stops. So, which if anyone knows those areas, you've got really deep canyons and places like that. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of desert there. Right. You know, I'm just thinking maybe, possibly, that's what they're leaning towards. Right. And, like, fuck that dude. If anybody, If anybody doesn't know about the job. Fuck the legal system that that fucking asshole still had access to his kids after they knew he murdered their mother. And. Why is that a thing? Right. That you can be prosecuted for abusing, even murdering a parent, but some, somehow you still have parental rights. Right. And not only that, but like, fuck that dispatcher. So, yeah. cause when they had, when the social worker had taken the kids to the dad's house because the visits were supervised. Right. So the social worker had to be there. Well, and when Which kids, is still bullshit. Right. Well, when kids see their parents, they're of course going to get excited. So the kids run up to the door mm-hmm. and the social worker's carrying your shit, walking behind and he locks her out and she calls 911 to be like, hey, uh, it's supposed to be supervised. He locked me out of the house. I can smell gas. And the dispatcher was like, well, it doesn't seem like it's an emergency, so you're going to have to wait until some, until an officer's not busy. And then he fucking killed the kids and blew the house up. Yeah. Fuck that dispatcher for not, like, ugh. I can't, with that case. That whole case. I know. Well, see, now you've got me all wound up, which is okay. <laughs> and and I've got a very ranty sort of case this week, surprise, surprise, because it has two of my favorite topics to rant about, racism and sexism. So, thanks a lot. You're welcome. I didn't even get started yet, and I'm, <laughs> my blood pressure's up, my mm-hmm. pulse just spiked. 
Well, if dropping f bombs already. Feel better, you might cry with mine. So there's I that. I hate you. <sighs> Have some pity. Meh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. So this week we are traveling to California, right? Which is a state that we have been very leery about, right? We have kind of been avoiding it <laughs> because of its size mm-hmm. and, and the options and the uh, yeah. There's just way too many murders. So many options. And so many of them, like you know, we are so overdone. Golden State Killer. Yes. In- and I mean, again, they're fascinating. That's why. I'm right. Not, yeah, you know, but um, there was just, yes, it was really overwhelming. Right. Looking through all the possibilities. I so. had two in mind that I have on like my paper that I had written everything down for when we had first started. And I was just kind of like pulling cases here and there that I would then later research. So I had two written down and I gave both of them to you just in case you wanted to, to use them because I ended up not. Yeah. But the case I found, there's actually a book in relation to it that I actually I put on my Christmas list too. Oh, so I'm awesome. hoping that my parents get it. And you know I'm not a big reader. Uh-huh. Reading's not my biggest thing. It kind of bores me sometimes. Um, my attention span is very short. And Okay, I'm just going to say, everyone should read. Period. End of story. And we should all read every day. And it is a question of finding things that will hold your interest. But it's also something, it's just like exercise. Reading is A, one of the best exercises you can do for your brain. And it's something that you start with a little bit and you work your way up. Right. You know, if you set, whether it's, I'm going to read 10 to 15 minutes a day. That's it. That's, I mean, that would be great. So my biggest problem, aside from like the lack of attention span that I have, <laughs> is also that when I read, I'm one of those people, I have to be in absolute complete silence mm-hmm. to read. If I have a TV or a music or my munchkin demon child running around... <laughs> I will not comprehend a word that I read. And I understand that. And I I mean, honestly, my reading has just dove down off the charts ever since I had Liam. You know, I mean, it did it when I had Dante. And then as he was getting older, I was kind of getting back into it. And then I had Liam and yeah. But excuse me. And I still haven't recovered either. But I'm just saying, I think people put too much pressure on it first of all they think oh i need to be reading war and peace and le miserable you know on these you know 700 page tomes right no read anything read stuff you enjoy read stuff that makes you happy um that you know true crime is fascinating um but just set little goals for yourself and they don't have to be big right so i just i i am really real like i as a teacher and i know i'm on my teacher soapbox but um in the course of my 30-year career, I am absolutely appalled at how few people read anymore. And I'm talking about both adults, my coworkers, not just my students, right. you know, and it is, it's endemic. And it's truly terrifying to me just how prescient Fahrenheit 451 is as a book. And it would, you know, everybody thinks about that book as, oh, it's a book about book burning. No, the book burning comes about because people stopped reading. And so then they decided to go ahead and start right. burning books. And that's another thing that people don't realize. But I, I'm really terrified, honestly, at the state of literacy in this country. And not I know I sound probably very alarmist and very much like the crazy English teacher that everybody already knows that I am. 
But um, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm worried. I'm very worried. Because kids don't even, like, reading for pleasure <clears throat> even is so, I mean, we've always had a problem with people reading hard things for information. And I get that. You know what? I, that's another level. And that's another thing to talk about. But the fact that people won't even read for pleasure anymore. They just sit there and scroll. Right. Is scary. So. Right. Okay. And I'm, I am one of those people that if I'm going to read, I would prefer it to be a book versus yes. like on screen. I yeah, don't really, me too. Yeah. yeah. I do have some electronic readers and I have books on my phone for emergencies, <laughs> but I prefer the page as well. Yeah. I would much so. rather be like holding a book yeah. versus scrolling on a mm -hmm. phone, but all right, let's okay. get, let's get into your case. Alrighty. So I actually ended up, um, with my California case, having a case that has some similarities to my New Mexico case. They're okay. not exactly alike, but I do have to say I was kind of amazed at some of the overlap. Um, so we are going to travel back in time to the year 1851. Okay. Two years after the 49ers and the gold rush and all that good stuff. Although the gold rush is going to be the backdrop of my story. And we're going to a town called Downeyville, California. Okay. Which today is just tiny, tiny, has like 200 residents. And it's um, about 100 miles north of Sacramento, close to the Yuba River. So, okay. Okay. So we don't even know the name of the person I'm going to talk about, first of all. So... Oh. That's weird because we also don't know the name of my perpetrator. Well, well, my, okay, that's interesting. So we'll talk about that. But my, we're going to call her Yosefa. Okay. So um, there's actually historically her name, and we've often talked about women not being named and, you know, historically. Mm there's a debate if her name is Yosefa or Juanita, but most people think probably not Juanita because at the time, although Juanita is a very common name in Hispanic culture, it was also used at the time as a derogatory term for any Mexican woman. Oh. Much like, like, you know, the Germans, you always used to call the English Tommy because they were all named Tommy or, <laughs> you know, the Germans were called Heine because they were all named Heinrich and, you know, things like that. So... Um, most people seem to agree that her name was probably Yosefa. The last name is often given as Segovia, and I'm not sure where that comes from. Or, and I'm sorry, my Spanish is non-existent, Loatzia. And that was, seems to possibly be the name of the man with whom she lived. There, you know, this, again, there's so much about this case that just pisses me off because I feel like at every possible turn, they went out of their way to defame her. Does that make sense? Yeah. And just to take away, you know, any sort of humanity or dignity that she possibly could have had. So, you know, it's like, well, were they married or were they just living together? Which in 1851, of course, was rather scandalous, right. you know. Um, there was some years later a man or a case that came forward by a man of Jose who claimed to be her husband. So, but then again, they were like, well, but that case may have been, he might not have actually even been the person he was claiming to be. Right. So this is one of those really, really hard ones. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So, of course, we don't know her birth date either. Right. Although most, again, of the accounts at the time and the historians who've looked into this agree that she was most likely in her mid-20s. Okay. So, uh, like I said, we don't know her full name. And here's the thing that really pissed me off about that. One account that was even fairly close to the time just referred to her as either the Mexican or the little woman. What the fuck? Because okay. she was supposedly right at five feet tall. I mean, right there tells you everything about, like I said, my rants about sexism and racism. Right. Right there. You know, that's who she is as a person. She's a Mexican. She's a little woman. Ugh. That's all that matters. Not her name. So. Okay. So... In addition to knowing that she was probably in her, you know, mid-20s, about five feet tall, everyone that described her at the time, again, said she was beautiful. Although, again, one of the descriptions at the time had to throw in about if you find, and the quote was something like, if you can find anything in that swarthy, dark, Mexican look beautiful. What the fuck? I know. I, I just... Oh, my God. That's, uh, that kind of stuff, like, I, I... Yeah. Okay. So, brief history lesson. <laughs> After my literacy rant, you're also going to get some <laughs> history today. Um, well, I think one of the things that most people don't understand, and I have to include myself in this, is just how much of the United States used to belong to Mexico. Okay. So... Practically everything that we consider the Southwest, well up into Colorado, all of California, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, that whole part of the country was literally part of Mexico. Okay. And in about 1835, Andrew Jackson, who's another piece of shit who we could probably do a podcast on because <laughs> he is a murderer. I mean, in many ways. Anyway, tried to buy California for three and a half million dollars from Mexico. Okay. And Mexico was like, nah, you know. And so I'm pretty sure that Andrew Jackson was trying to do what um, Thomas Jefferson had done in 1803 with the Louisiana Purchase, you know, where he purchased that a huge part of the United States from France. And I'm pretty sure Andrew Jans Jackson had kind of the same idea, but Mexico was like, nah, fam, we're keeping it. <laughs> so around 1845, about 10 years later, President James K. Polk suggested annexing Texas. And then this is, you know, going to lead into, you know, Texas with its six flags and blah, blah, blah. Um, he also, though, was very interesting, interested, sorry, in annexing California as well. And this is, of course, what eventually leads on May 13th, 1846, we begin the U.S.-Mexican War, which ends on February 2nd, 1848, with the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. And, you know, that's where literally that border just drops, you know, far south. And you have all these people who'd been living here for, by that point, hundreds of years. Right. Um, and, you know, they had considered themselves first citizens of Spain and then Mexico. And now, boom, you're in America. So, right. um, what neither the, what neither Mexico nor the United States realized when that treaty was signed was that nine days prior to this, 
gold had been found in the Sierra Nevada foothills. And that's what starts, you know, the gold rush and the 49ers and right. all that stuff. So between the years of 1848 and 1852, in addition to the people who are already, you know, in California in, uh, and around this, the area, another 25,000 people immigrate, come up from Mexico to California to mine. And of course, they're not the only ones. Right. And um, at the time of the, the quote unquote crime, which we're going to discuss here in a minute, you know, Downeyville not only had a large Mexican population, both newly arrived and then people who'd been in the state, you know, for a long time. You also had Chileans, English, French, Chinese, and then lots of other places as well. Okay. So, um, Downeyville was a very young town. It's a mining town. It doesn't even really exist until 1849 because of the gold rush. It's founded by a man named William Downey. And as we said earlier, it's about a hundred miles northeast of Sacramento. And, um, like I said, it seems to have been a pretty thriving and large community at the time. It had a theater, you know, it had some of those amenities. It wasn't, doesn't seem to have just been a bunch of like, you know, canvas tents that have been thrown up like many of these gold rush towns were. Yeah. Um, and July 4th of 1851 was a huge day of celebration in the community because that was the first Independence Day as a state, as part of the United States, for California. And, of course, um, as we often associate, you know, with the frontier and these mining towns, when people celebrated, there is a whole lot of alcohol involved. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a guy, he's just referred to as Cannon. I'll mention his full name in a little bit, but... He's just called Cannon by everybody. That's his last name. I'm not sure. I found conflicting things if he were Australian or Scottish. And he may well have been Scottish, gone to Australia, and then come here right, right for the gold rush. So the story is that Cannon and a couple of his friends were just rip-roaring drunk. They are stumbling along the street and they come to the home that Yosefa uh, shares with Jose. In one thing, they said it was a cabin. In another, it was a small adobe house. And he, quote unquote, fell through the door and ends up taking the door completely off its hinges. And your face right now. <laughs> I get drunk people falling. Yes. I get it, but... Hard enough to tear a door off its hinges? Exactly. No, he fucking broke into it and he probably kicked the door down and broke it off its hinges. That's what I'm thinking. And, you know, like I said, the one side of the story that, you know, is trying to defend him is all like this, that the story goes that he was very drunk. He fell through the door. Like, you know, they tried to, tried to make it sound like some sort of accident, which I'm crying like you bullshit. Right. And that, you know, he realizes his mistake and he immediately leaves with his friends. And the next day he feels really bad and he goes back to the house to apologize. And Yosefa just stabs him and kills him. That seems doubtful. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that seems very doubtful. Right. So 
at any rate, um, in all accounts, Jose was not home. He worked at like, a, you know, of course, gambling was still legal and he worked in one of those gambling places somewhere and he wasn't there with her. And however long Cannon and his friends are there, Yosefa seems able to get them out of the house. On the one side, they claim, oh, sorry, we made a mistake and they just leave. In others, you know, she's yelling at them to get them to leave. Um, and uh, the next day... And again, there's various stories how this happens. I told you the one account that Cannon just is like, oh, I, you know, crashed into their house. I feel really bad. I'll go apologize. And then she just up and stabs him, which makes absolutely no sense, no sense whatsoever. Seems so stupid, especially given that even with all the ways they did try to defame her character with, you know, she's just living with Jose and... There were townspeople who said, well, she had a bad temper, but there's nothing criminal or, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's nothing like that that anyone at the time or since has presented to show she had any sort of violent, you know, tendencies or right. criminal or anything like that. So another story, and this is the one that seems more likely to me, is that the next day, Cannon's not feeling so good. So at 7 a.m. in the morning, he goes to the doctor's office to get some medicine. And apparently, Jose and uh, Josefa's house was very close by, maybe even next door. And Jose sees him, probably with Josefa, you know, whatever, and confronts him and is like, hey, dude, you need to pay for my door. Right. And words start to get exchanged, and it gets very heated, supposedly... Cannon also starts calling them names and it gets kind of aggressive. And that's when Yosefa stabs him. That seems more logical. That seemed more logical to me as well. And especially, I am very convinced that the night before, he and his friends, at the very least, tried to assault her in some way. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and even if not, my God, if you're a woman home alone and these drunk men break down your door and come into your house stab the motherfucker yeah i mean that's terrifying right there right so anyway um so she kills him the it it's immediate the you know people gather around they take his body they put his body on display and pull up the shirt so people can look at the stab wound which that's such a thing back then right we've we've yeah. talked about this before is that people well because there was the case that i did that ended up not getting put out there yeah. about um the family that had gotten murdered and they ended up using it as like a museum and people could like yeah. come by and people were like stealing pieces of food off of the yeah i'm like what the fuck yeah it's just crazy so weird yeah and and like when they would bring in outlaws you know in the west they would put them on display, people would take pictures, well, they would be sold as postcards. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, the Bonnie and Clyde stuff we talked about. <clears throat> anyway, so both Yosefa and Jose are immediately arrested. And here's another thing. So they break into their home on July 4th. Mm -hmm. This confrontation happens the moment the morning of July 5th. They're on trial the same day. Jesus. So this very much feels like a kangaroo court as well. I mean, even though it is, quote unquote, a trial, it's not really a trial. No. So um, 
And of course, the jury is all made up of white guys, friends of canon. You know, there's nothing about trying to find people who are impartial or any of that right. either. So, oddly enough, Jose is found innocent, probably because it was pretty clear that Yosefa stabbed him. Right. So, you know, but they, you know, I'm surprised they didn't somehow find a way to rope him into this. But Jose is found innocent, but he is basically told, get out of town in the next 24 hours or else. So there's that. Yosefa is found guilty and sentenced to hang. And they're going to hang her the same day. Oh my gosh. Yosefa is going to become the first and only woman to be hanged in the state of California. And I think you could make a good argument that this is a lynching because of the nature of the court. Right. The fact that they put her on trial the same day. Um, apparently there was a lawyer from somewhere. I want to say San Francisco. And he tried to defend her. Like apparently he stood up on a barrel and was trying to talk to people to get him to calm down. They like knocked him off the barrel and attacked him. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There was uh, a local doctor. I don't know if it's the same doctor that Cannon supposedly went to for medicine that morning. His name was Cyrus D. Aiken. And his family, I guess, has always passed this down by word of mouth. And he has descendants still living to date who are still very proud of the way that he tried to defend her as well. So supposedly Dr. Aiken examined her and told them, look, she's three months pregnant. So even if you guys are going to, you have to wait because it was the law at the time. You could not hang, you could not execute a pregnant woman. You had to wait for the baby to be born then you could kill her. And that had come from English law and become part of American law as well. And the people's response is to go after him. He had to run and go into hiding for like several days until people calmed oh down. Oh my God. Yeah. Before he could come out. So they hung her. They hanged so her. So they are going to hang her. Yes. That same Even day. Even though she was pregnant? Yep. No, was she actually pregnant or was, do we think that the, the doctor was just trying to give her some time? This I do not know. I really don't know if he just, I have a hard time believing that he would have lied because it would have been clear very soon that she was not pregnant. Yeah, you know I guess what I'm you're saying? right. So I, I'm not sure about that, but my feeling is he was probably telling the truth. Right. And they just didn't care. So that same day, they construct a scaffold on a bridge over the Yuba River. Now, that actual bridge no longer exists. There's a bridge just up from the site, but the bridge from which the scaffold was built from which she was hanged no longer exists. And apparently, Yosefa was kind of a badass. She walked very calmly out there. She was wearing a Panama hat which she took off and flung to a friend in the crowd and said, adios, amigo. Um, she grabbed the noose, put it over her own neck, adjusted her hair so that it wasn't between her neck and the noose. And on some reports, she even like bent down and tied her skirts around her ankles for modesty's sake. Aww. And then she kind of spread her arms and said, adios, senores. And in some accounts, she also said, I'd do the same again if I was so provoked. 
I don't know if she actually said that or not, but like I said. But like good for her because anybody should have done the same if yes. provoked in the way. I like I yeah, I really do believe there's some, you know, hashtag me too stuff going on here. Um and they then hang her, and that's like I said, she becomes the first and only women woman to be hanged in California. Again, you could make an argument for lynching. And I'm sure there were other women who were lynched and murdered by hanging. We're just talking about, quote unquote, official right. Right, yeah, executions. So in 1996, there was a plaque that was put up, <clears throat> excuse me, in Down Downeyville. And part of it kind of bothers me because it says, in memory of Juanita. And like I said, that name seems very problematical given the historical melu at the time and the use of that name for women. But it says, the Spanish woman, also known as Josefa, was hung off the Jersey Bridge July 5th, 1851, a short distance downstream from this spot for the murder of Frederick Alexander Augustus Cannon. Cannon and his friends were celebrating Independence Day, and after closing most of the saloons, they passed Jose and Josefa's cabin. <clears throat> Excuse me. He broke the door down. However, history did not tell what happened. The next morning, he came back, supposedly to apologize. An argument ensued, and Josefa stabbed Cannon fatally in the heart. A mob trial was held, and she was sentenced to death. Yosefa climbed the scaffold without the least trepidation and placed the rope around her own neck. Her last words were, I would do the same again if I was so provoked. And I I do like the way they worded this mm-hmm. plaque. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they definitely are casting doubt on his. Although again, we so often have you know talked about that we feel like it's more important for the victims' names to be discussed and their memories to be honored. And yet we so often spend more time or know more about the murderers. This is one of those cases where we know the full name of the supposed victim. Right. And we don't know anything about her. You know, like I said, this is one of those cases where it's kind of hard to know exactly who the victim is Mm -hmm. and who isn't. So, um, There's a really interesting footnote to this story, too, that I loved. So as I was doing all of my um, uh, research research about this, there's a psychic out there who claims to be in contact with Yosefa's spirit. Oh. And she has a blog, you can look her up online, where she talks about how Yosefa comes to her and how she first met her and they have ended up talking and that Yosefa wanted the truth told about her story and that that's why she has come to this psychic, which I kind of love. And in a way, her wish has been granted because there has been an opera written about her story. There's been a play written about her story. And I do feel like there's been at least some effort to pull her from the shadows of history and give her a little more dignity than she was granted at the time. Also, like, good for her. Yeah. Yeah, if somebody tries to step, you know. Someone breaks into your house, fucking stab them. Yeah. Or shoot them. Yeah. 
I mean, we were just talking about me having a gun in my house just in case someone tries to break in. Which was a nice intro to this whole story. It, it was. Yes. Look at this. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm thinking, like I said, I really do believe there's more than just breaking into the house. I'm, oh, I have no doubt sure. there was some at least attempted sexual assault here and stab them. Right. They all deserve to be stabbed for right. that. You rape someone, you get stabbed. I think that should be a good rule. I like it. I wish we knew more about her. I know. Well, I, I do <clears> like <throat> that she went up there and she was just like, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. Goodbye. I ought to give him a fucking bird. I mean, that's what I love too is like she claimed her power and her, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She was like, I'm not going to let you guys make me a victim here. Right. And I'm not going to give you what you want, me cowering and weeping. and Right. Yeah. And there was also, was it my South Carolina case or something like that? Do you remember? There was the woman who... Um, she was also accused of murder and probably right. did not do it. And the... she also did the same thing where she leapt off the scaffold. Uh -huh. She was like, I'm hanging myself. Bye. Yeah, that was your South Carolina yeah. case. Uh, Lavinia Fisher. Yes. And I, I just, I liked that there were those echoes there. Right. So. But again, racism, sexism, fuck them. I'm sick of it. That's all I got to say. I was, that was a good one. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. It was very historical. Yes. There's a lot of history. I know. Look at that. I got to, you You know. did literature, history, <laughs> geography, like, damn. What can I say? So, Thursday. Yes. My case. It is a sad case. Oh. Um, I cried the first. Did I cried. You? And you oh. know how I am is I'm very, I'm normally yes. really good at Putting my emotions to the side. You, you don't get nearly as emotionally involved in these as I do from the get-go. Like, right. You're very good about keeping that distance. Right. I'm uh, the baby. I was not with this one. Oh, boy. Um, I'm hoping because I have done more research on it and I've now that I know more about it, I'm a little less. I should be fine. Okay. Um, but, you I don't know about. but You I'm might get to hear me cry again, listeners. <laughs> we'll so. find out. Yes. So if you are listening on an Apple or any product, I guess, go into yes. whatever podcast um, format you like. Sure. Uh, platform. <laughs> platform. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and rate and review us. That helps us a lot. Follow our Facebook and join our discussion group. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Which I have not been on Twitter in I haven't been on Instagram. We're in a while. we gotta get Cheryl. I know. I know. Cheryl, we love you. We we are just dumb. We're slackers. And we know you're working really hard as a student and we adore you and right. we promise we're gonna get with you here. Eventually. We're just dumb. If you have any suggestions, send them our way. Please, we love suggestions. Yes, yes. Um, and you can email us at stateofcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just message our Facebook page. Yes. Um, and I think... Is that it? I think that's everything. All right. So we will see you Thursday. Thanks for listening.